0: So another day, another episode. Welcome back, everybody, to the Down to Business podcast here with Tamar Turner. And um, I hope everybody's having a good weekend, as always, still continuing to stay safe, still I'm um, continuing to, to quarantine or if you're working, definitely continue to work. And hopefully we'll all just get ourselves out of this as soon as possible. So I'm finally, finally, finally sitting down with my good friend, Monet. We've been trying to connect <laughs> with each other for a week or so now, and, and she's just been working. I've just been working. And then we had some technical difficulties a couple of times, but nonetheless, God said today was the time and uh, we made it happen. So Monet, how's everything going? How you doing today?
1: Well, hello. Everything is going well. Um, Like you said, I'm also quarantined, quarantining, whatever the word is um, here. So but can't complain.
0: Copy. That's always good. And I think, yeah, at this point, everybody needs to be. You're staying at home like as, as they really? say unless you're just going to get your essentials doing whatever you got to do because we definitely want to get out of this as quick as they put us into this so nonetheless though moving on to you Monet the spotlight is definitely on you so can you just tell us a little bit about yourself a little bit about what you do and kind of how you came to to start with everything
1: okay so um a couple of days ago I actually made a video and I posted just touching on how I got into doing you know what I'm doing now but basically I I graduated from ECU, you know, um, my major was calm and my minor was psychology. I struggled, like I struggled a lot with getting into, you know, what I even wanted to do after school. I knew I needed bread, like I knew I needed money, but I was like, what is going to be my profession? And, you know, coming from my type of background and my family, I had heavy, like family influences telling me, no, you need to go into this field and you need to go into this field. And I still wasn't satisfied. So, you know, I guess I just relied on something that I knew heavy and I guess it was social media. So, you know, a lot of people know me from my Twitter, you know, sometimes, you know, I'm known to wild out and, um, whatnot,
0: <laughs> <Okay>.
1: <laughs> you know, it was kind of weird, um, you know, getting a lot of responses and people just being like, oh, yeah, we see you from Twitter. We we know your account. You know, you're so crazy. And honestly, I really just wanted to change that narrative. Like I didn't want to be known for like spazzing when I was angry and I was just like, how can I change this and make this into a positive thing? or how can I change this and literally make money from it. And that's what I did. Like I came up with my own company and it's it's literally doing what I love, social media management and marketing and PR publicist services. So
0: yeah. Okay. Gotcha. And someone who also went to ECU, graduated with a comm, but more so geared toward journalism. I definitely do understand with the whole notion, the whole idea of just falling back onto what you know and just really being uh, familiar with something, really being good at something and really wanting to, to take it to the next level. Okay. So at what point did you really realize that you had the niche in PR? Like this was just your thing. Was it while you were at ECU and, and were you really taking it? Was it in one of your, your viral escapades of the tweets <laughs> that, that we definitely do know about out there? Um, <laughs> um, but definitely just entertainment, definitely just truth too to it. But at what point did you really say, okay, like this might really be something that I want to hone in on. I might actually really be good at that.
1: Honestly, it sounds so stupid, but like towards the end of, you know, my college years, it got to the point where friends were just like, okay, like Monet, can you think of a caption to post on Instagram or Monet, can you tell me what time to post and truly, like from there, I was just like, okay, so maybe y'all are listening to what I'm saying, like don't post that, or that picture's not for Instagram, or that picture's just for Twitter, and giving out little advice like that kind of made me like, okay, like let me do my research, like how can I take this further, and I just got so interested. And then you know, my platform, personally, um, one where I really love and like one where I really thrive, like you said, is Twitter. So. Um, just being authentic. Being authentic on Twitter and literally being me, like the way I am on Twitter is the exact same way I'm in person. My tweets are verbatim how I would talk to you. So I think that's why they always like go viral because people can hear it. Like you can, you can hear that. It's very authentic. So I don't know. It's just, <laughs> it's crazy. But that's kind of where I started from. That's kind of how, how I wanted to get into everything.
0: Absolutely. And somebody who like for all the listeners out there who don't know Monet personally as someone who does, I I, I would definitely agree when I sometimes when I read her tweets, you just can't help but laugh or like it or, or retweet it just because you like, wow, she would really say that if she has or, or if you just hear it in your head and in her voice so you just know yes so but no i think i think that that's really good authenticity is really key just because that you're giving people the real you no matter what no matter what platform whether you're behind a screen typing whatever the case may be so i i think that's great that you can then translate that authenticity into what you do with pr and And with your clients. So just talking a little bit about your clients, can you just give us a a background of some of the people that you've worked with, currently working with, or are looking forward to working with?
1: So yes, one of the companies um, and people that you interviewed already, her name is Michaela. She's one of my clients. You also all know her as Celeste Essentials. She was actually my first client, which is so crazy. Um, We have a little bit of background with each other um, from her cousin and I went to grade school together. um, And she really just took a chance and reached out to me and was like, you know, I already follow you on your main page. You know, I follow you on Twitter. I've known you. She was like, I really would would like, you know, you to go hands on and like do what you do and, and do your magic and we've really 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 grown and like that's really where I got my confidence from she sells organic skincare and hair care products and it's the truth literally if you haven't purchased you know go ahead and check that out CelesteEssentials.com <laughs> but she's a great person and she really motivated me to be like okay you know I know what I'm talking about I can take this further I can really learn I can grow and not only Michaela from Celeste Essentials but my other client um, the mental elephant, Miana. I love her. You've also interviewed her as well. Also being in the org, the mental elephant, when I was at ECU, you know, I was able to see her vision and I was able to identify with her and we quickly became friends just through her platform, literally, and how she goes about presenting her platform. So I represent her with social media marketing and PR services. So She and I will be traveling a lot. God's willing, we are out of our quarantine. (laughs) We'll be traveling for a lot of speaking engagements. And also we have a lot of things in store. We wanna bring the mental elephant to not only East Carolina, but to put it at other schools in North Carolina and even go further, we wanted to expand. So that's really what we're working on. And you know, um, we take it day by day, but every day is something different. So those are a couple of my clients that I'm working with now. Oh, and then lastly, um, K Grander. She does it's the luxury hair collection and she sells our the do-rags and the bonnets and everything. So we just I just love to have clients in every niche, like in every community. And I think like we're excelling at that right
0: now. Absolutely. Diversification is certainly key. And, and I actually just thought of a, a acronym for y'all, WWW definitely. Um <laughs> just in thinking about you, Michaela Kay and even Miana, woman working wonders. Y'all, you 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 ladies are really just just doing it and all just in having my personal conversations with Miana and Michaela, like I said. Um both both interviews um, that we did on Down to Business podcast. Definitely check those out too, if you haven't. But And and then really just in hearing you and then even seeing what Kay does and a lot of the promotion and things that you do for us, really just amazing that not only us as, as African Americans, but specifically y'all as women can really just come together, can really just build each other up, can really just continuously use these, these platforms, whether it be social media, whether it be word of mouth, whether it be just different events and different spaces that we have to really just help each other excel, to really just put each other on the map. So I I definitely do love what you ladies are doing. And I was really excited when Michaela told me that she was actually going to be working with me on soon and having an event. And they invited me out and trying to get some of the logistics once everything settles down. So I'm ready for it, ready for it, ready for it. So with, with social media specifically, and with everything that you do when it comes to the marketing and the services and everything like that, would you say that there Is an algorithm? Would you say that there is a way to figure social media out, or is it always just evolving? Like, is there a certain? I know some people say that they like posting at certain times. I actually got into a heated debate with a couple of friends (laughs) of mine about when's the best time to post a picture on Instagram, when when the most activity on Twitter is. Would you say that there a specific algorithm for each website, or do you really just kind of use what you know, use what you have, and just go from there?
1: Well, first, I want to say thank you for you know all of the accolades, and thank you so much for saying that you love. Of what we're doing because, you know, I just want to say it's just the beginning for all of us. And I'm just so excited for the networking that we're going to be doing together. Absolutely. And to your question, social media is always evolving. When you feel like you got a hang of it or you feel like, all right, now I got that. Now I know what to do. It changes right before your eyes. I think that... With Instagram more so, it's way harder to get, you know, noticed and that visibility. So the content and the work really has to show and it really has to be there. With Twitter, it's always going to be in front of some eyes, regardless of, you know, what time you post? It's that retweeting and, and the way Twitter works and that and that algorithm. It's always going to be in front of someone's eyes. But with Instagram, it's so hard now. It's so hard to push, you know, post and and um, sometimes paid content because you have to make sure it's it's visible. And you know, we used to have chronological order, but that was just so easy. You wake up in the morning and you saw all the posts from last night and everything coming all through the day. And now I get on my Instagram and I see post from two weeks ago and I see posts like early in the morning, late last night. So it's constantly
0: changing. Not for sure. And, and you really just kind of <laughs> is it's weird to say, but you really just brought back some memories for me. I, I, I truly remember and miss Instagram being in chronological order. Not to say that I don't know, maybe they're they were just having a little experiment or not to say that I don't like it. Maybe I, I do feel as though I see some some content that maybe I wasn't seeing before but it's something just about going from four hours to then two days to then 27 minutes to then I mean sometimes you really just never know and I think a lot of people it caught them off guard at first but like anything like you even said at the beginning it's always evolving so naturally people they like it they love it but naturally they get used to it they still continue to use it they adapt to it so I understand that for sure
1: and then, now uh, with
0: now nah, go ahead.
1: And then it's like, and that's why you see more people just trying to produce a lot of content at one time, or you see a lot of people just trying to post so many times, is because it's so easy to get lost in that algorithm. Like I can attest for myself, for my um, personal page, when the algorithm changed and it went from chronological order to you know scrambled, I stopped posting as much because I was so overwhelmed because I didn't know how. So I know that sounds very weird, you know, cause some people are like, why do you take social media so serious? But it's like, now it's the job that pays me. So <laughs> I'm glad that I did this previous research and, you know, try to get um, these tips and tricks to getting around it because it was so overwhelming trying to compete with, people who, you know, were posting at so many different times and so much. You just feel like you don't matter. So
0: Right, I get that for sure. And and even me personally, I noticed a difference in my Instagram just when I made my page public. Yeah. Just in seeing how many people were able to find me or how many searches I was appearing and it's something interesting. Um, Sometimes I I happen to look at the insights. I don't know if if people know what that is, but if you if your page is public, you can view the insights on your different photos and posts and basically see how many times people have saw it, how many times it was sent out, how many times it was bookmarked or saved or whatever. And I think that's really important. It even gives you like an age group, a location, Mm -hmm. different analytics and logistics that I really started paying attention to because I took a couple of media research courses in grad school. And so it kind of just it was really interesting to me just because it talked about like traffic, time, how long people were staying yep. on certain pages and how mm-hmm. and what they were clicking on and what ads were popping up so it's really just it's just crazy how like all of this can be tracked can be monitored it, yep. and is used to like study and, and stuff like that so like you said always evolving and always changing but it's definitely just interesting when um, you start to read more on it so personally do you have a favorite social media site
1: <laughs> yes twitter <is>
0: <laughs> of course <laughs> twitter
1: is <laughs> twitter is my domain <laughs> twitter is where i thrive now nah. But the reason why I said, I touched on it a little bit earlier when we were talking um, about how I got into this, but Twitter is literally where I'm very, very, very me. Like on Instagram, you know, you post a picture and you go, you know, we post stories every day and that's about it. But Twitter, we can have conversations like the dialogue. It's just me and I think that when, you know, I have consultations with people who are trying to become clients or people who just need advice. I literally tell them that's where I get, you know, my confirmation from. I get followers all the time just from being me, you know, and I don't know. It's just my favorite.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. I think if it's one app that I'll never delete, I'll make space in my photo album for it or videos or whatever. It'll always be Twitter. Twitter is just... (laughs) It's entertainment, it's news, it's sports, is movie show. Like you can get on Twitter and, and literally find in, out anything. Like that was my news source for a while. Yeah, getting the trending topics and, and different things of that nature. So, no, I, I'm, I agree with you 100%. So, I'm going to put you in a little bit of a scenario here. I just want to kind of see where you're thinking. So, if you personally were sitting in a room right now, probably with five or six other people all involved somewhat in the promotions and the marketing and the advertising when it comes to Instagram. And they're like, Monet, hey, we see what you've done on Twitter. We wanna kinda translate that over to IG. We see basically crowd that you attract, how, how easy it is sometimes for you to go viral or different things like that, how authentic you keep it. What do you think we could do to better enhance Instagram, to better allow people to promote themselves, their services, their businesses? What would your feedback be on that?
1: Ooh, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. I definitely feel like if... Well, I'm kind of torn between this, I guess, and I'll explain why. I'm on the fence of them bringing back Instagram's chronological order um, versus keeping this algorithm. The reason why I say bring back the chronological order um, of the feed is because influencers that are just trying to start out or businesses that are just trying to start out. like It's always going to be hard getting that attention anyways and getting those engagements anyways, but now... With feeds and the algorithm being like it is, it's even harder. And then I would think of like a more way that we can have our hashtags without it being like spam in them. And I know that sounded very weird, but when um, I give consultations and stuff like that, I also go through and talk to you about the importance of hashtags and how Instagram only really allows you to have so many to be visible while within them. But when you use certain hashtags that you may think, oh, these are popular, or I know I'll get the visibility or the likes from them, it's usually just a hashtag filled with spam. So off of the top of my head, those are two of the issues that I would bring forth to them to see if, if there's a way we can meet in the media in the like medium between the algorithm and going back to chronological order. But that hashtag thing just needs to be fixed because that brings on you know the spammy followers the sometimes they'll be like fake sugar daddy followers and fake hair pages <laughs> yeah they go ahead and
0: absolutely that. true though absolutely true so to everybody listening out there if y'all if you happen to log on the ig one day or if you see in your app store um that there's an update for ig and you see the chronological order back me and Monet might have something to do with that so just Literally. i mean, think us now you don't have to i mean our cash apps are definitely open i'll make sure i drop them in the bio but yeah just just think us later you know but no i definitely do. I'm agree with you. And I definitely do think that it was appreciated and it was something that we didn't really realize how much sense it made and how orderly it kept the app until it was kind of taken away until it was kind of shifted. So I agree with you on that one. Now, when it comes to, like you said, you have the different, you have your current clients, you have clients that you're um, looking to work with. How do you ensure that each client receives a personalized approach that you're you're meeting their goals in your consultations? Like how do you make each consultation as authentic and genuine as possible?
1: Well, I think that's the real reason why I started to do consultations like I do them. Because sometimes you don't even need like my my services. Sometimes you just need the conversation. And I felt like, okay, you know, that's you know, rewarding to me because I'm sitting here giving you advice and you can take a little bit of this conversation and you can just put forth and make changes towards your business. But with my consultations, we we go into depth. Like I ask about your goals, I ask, you know, about your business model. I ask about your plans. I ask about why you did this. I ask about what fuels you. I ask why you love what you do, you know, and like what made you fall in love. We really get into the nitty-gritty like when you become a client with me, we we build a friendship. You know what I'm saying? And not only do we build a friendship, I thrive on networking, and my platform is really relying on networking. I love to connect my my um, future clients with all of the other vendors and and the businesses that I you know do business with as well. So. Also, you know, if you choose to come on to my services, I create this little new client welcome packet and it's just tailored to who you are. Um, I tailor my office hours to the type of person you are or your job. I even work with people for payment plans, you know, because I understand what it's like to be low and like, you're also trying to like fuel your dream, but you have to work as well, and you know, so finances, I just work with you, you know, I just want to get you to where you want to be and where your business wants to be and, you know, ultimately, we have a friendship that comes out
0: of it. Wow. And I really think that that approach is arguably the most important, if not the sole reason why you should with any business with any service with anything that you offer that should be you want to first and foremost build that relationship it, the money and the different services and everything that will come later as long as your work speaks for itself but if you can have that relationship with your client if you can have that understanding and if they know that you always have their best interest in mind and at heart i think that's kind of what keeps them returned i think that's what kind of even shows a testament to your work as well so definitely keep that up and definitely that's a good way for for anybody listening out there that's definitely you always just want to build those relationships, those and just have because especially nowadays, they always say it's not about what you know. It's always about who you know. So if you have those relationships, if you have those connects in your corner, it can only serve you in a positive way. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Now. Okay. So if I were to give you this sentence, how would you finish it? I work best when? Do you work best under pressure? You work best in the morning. Do you work best when you ha- you finish kind of everything? Like when when do you when are you your most productive self?
1: I think that I am my most productive self in the morning. I've seen this happen so many times. A part of my job is also creating content for my clients. So basically, you know, my clients are busy with their day lives. So sometimes I'm running five Instagrams at one time like at one day. So, you know, if I'm making a graphic late at night and sometimes I'll just be like, oh my gosh, I'm not getting it, or this doesn't look right. I've done this like 18 times. I'm pissed. And then, you know, I get a good night's sleep. I wake up fresh, get a cup of coffee, get a cup of tea, and I'm right there. You know, I'm I'm focused, I'm centered. You know, I do other things to get myself, you know, in the zone. But overall the morning is when i feel so refreshed and my brain is like open
0: okay got it and nothing like um being able to wake up early i know a lot of people who are successful whether they be millionaires or entrepreneurs businesses whatever the case may be they always talk about getting an early start to your day or just early bird gets the worm so as much as sometimes it may be hard to roll out of bed or get up i definitely think once you you get up you get in your morning routine or Whatever you do, even sometimes just taking a shower just really just brightens some things up for you, just gets the the thoughts and the blood flowing and the, and the mind running. So, OK, I like that I work best in the morning. I think I might agree, which I think I also might say probably pressure. I love when um just me as being someone like working in journalism and communications and mm-hmm. news and sports is I always am, there's always a deadline or there's always something Literally. to meet or you gotta so yeah. So I, I definitely think that my not to say that I'm just gonna push things off. Yeah, I do procrastinate for sure. I'm not perfect, but I right. definitely think my best work comes under pressure like when I know I have some other things going on or when time is ticking or Right. Something's on the line. So okay, but definitely do like getting a good start to the day, getting things I'm going in the morning. So now with uh with you, with your services, for someone who says to you, Hey, I I mean, I kinda I have my own business, I'm starting my own thing, but I, I kind of just want to keep everything in house. Like I don't think I really need any any outside help or any outside promotion. If people want to support me, they'll support me. Whoever doesn't just kind of doesn't. For someone who kind of has that attitude, knowing that you can do what you can do and how you've helped people tremendously, what would you kind of say to them or in that consultation that you were having, not to necessarily change their mind, but mm-hmm. just, I guess, to get them to, to see things from a different perspective that services can't help, I mean, hurt at all, excuse me.
1: You know, I've had um, certain consultations like that and it's taken like a couple of consultations with them just to see that my services were necessary. And I think the best thing that I've learned in the industry that I'm in right now is when it comes to marketing and it comes to branding you just can't push someone when someone has a vision and they have a business vision i think they are so fueled by okay i have this plan and i know exactly what i'm going to do it's going to make so much money like or or it's going to it's going to be this big thing and i don't really care who supports or not i just know it's going to be good you know you don't really want to get in the way of that because It's just, in my experience, it's just not a good way to get their attention. I let my work speak for itself. You know, when my client got invited to speak for Philadelphia Teen Citizen uh, Teen Summit, you know, the repost on that and the love we got on that, you know, it's just the promo and and the way I do business. Like, you'll see the results. You'll see the way I do things. But I never push someone because they have to believe in it, if that makes sense. If some people, you know, have a business and they don't believe in how marketing is and how social and how important social media is, you just have to let them see and let them do trial and error. And eventually like the same people that, you know, I've done consultations for who have just been like, well, I don't see why this is necessary or I don't see why this is important. You know, they had to come back and say, okay, well, I think I want to start here and do this so that my brand is seen here. So eventually they'll have a need. In the beginning, you know, they they don't. In the beginning, they want it in-house and they want to do, everything themselves but sometimes you know you need a little bit of help and that's why you know I push my consultations because sometimes a conversation is all you need you know sometimes you may not need my services but you just need that initial conversation to how to get there or how to get yourself up and running so just not pushing
0: <laughs> for sure all it takes is like you even just kind of reiterate it is just a, a little direction, just a yeah. little help, just a little push. Like you said, not being overbearing or, or demanding things or saying here, this is what you need to do. But just like you said, just here's a problem. Here's a solution. Just pre- All you want to do is really just lay the facts on the table, let them decide for themselves. But you can't ever say that, look, I didn't tell you or I didn't give you the way or right. whatever the case may be. So I, but I like that approach for sure, because a lot of times what we see is some people may become defensive. Yeah. or take it personal just because you know the plethora of work that you've put in you know the accolades that come with it you know what your clients have been capable of doing as a result of partnering with you and getting your consultation so you know very much what you're capable of and so for sometimes for people sometimes they take that personally when other people can't see that or whatever the case may be but sometimes it's not even that you could just be dealing with someone who for instance isn't too social media savvy so for them yeah. no they're not going to open an Instagram or a Twitter and really just start promoting they're more so a word of mouth or throw events yeah. and just because that's what they're used So that's kind of how their brand got built. But little do they realize everything is always evolving. Everything is always changing. There are a lot of different avenues out here, especially when it comes to like marketing and networking.
1: Right. And being, you know, a brand curator and um, being a social media marketer and manager, you have to tailor your services and how you do things to the business or the client that is presenting themselves to you. And I think a lot of other people who do the same things that I do, that's kind of hard, you know, but I, I tweet this all the time, like marketing and branding is not one size fits all. Um, just like you said, like some person who's you know thriving on Twitter may not know a lick of information about Instagram and vice versa. But, you know, that's my, that's my job. My job is to coach. My job is to inform you, um, you know, so that you don't have to keep paying me month to month. My job is to teach you everything that I know about the social media sites that you're using for your brand and your business.
0: Absolutely. You just dropped a gem. Marketing and branding is not one size fits all. That, I think you just... You just gave me my episode title right there. So thank you for that. <laughs> so thank you for that for sure. But no, that it, it makes sense. And it's, it's just something that everybody can relate to. Everybody has a need there, but there's a solution for all of that. So um, I'm glad that you're you're steadily learning that you're steady evolving. So from the time that you kind of came in, whether ECU was around the, the the time where you really started to delve into uh, public relations and, and marketing and branding till about now, what would you say? Have you noticed to be some of the biggest changes within this industry?
1: I would say how brands were looking for influencers. Um, I touched on this a little bit. Um, the year of 2020 is the year of the micro influencer. I tweeted that before. That means like you know people just like us, you know, not the people living in California and have a million followers and and just go bike ride every day, but like normal people like us day to day who go to work and have real lives and families. That's what brands and companies are looking for in terms of representation. You still have some brands here and there who are still stuck in their old ways and their old type of branding and don't want diversity, but um, that's what has changed. And that's what I like about media. A lot of companies are looking for diverse people to join them. I know some companies are looking for diverse marketing marketing people. Um, I recently just got the social media intern of Girl Code NYC, and that's a remote position for me. They're in New York and I'm here in North Carolina. So I just think that more brands are trying to be inclusive and trying to include the modern person because we've talked about it so much on Twitter about how, you know, why don't you guys look to us for inspiration or ask us how we're feeling? You ask celebs all the time, but you guys don't pander to us. So I think it's great.
0: Absolutely. Congratulations on that position as well. But interesting perspective for sure about who really, who sometimes can control or dominate a certain industry. And a lot of times why we feel left out or why we feel our opinion isn't of of as much importance as just because of the celebrities, just because of the connections that they have, or whether it be the money or whether it be the notoriety or whatever the case may be. So, But I definitely think that it's, it's important. It's important for a brand. If you're truly preaching all inclusivity, and if you're truly preaching that you, you aren't geared towards one specific gender or race or ethnicity or whatever, it's important to include everybody. And I mean, obviously that's a bit of an exaggeration. You're not going to be able to get everybody, but your sample size should be as large and as diverse as possible just so that you could, because you could hit on something or you could, you could make something for somebody or somebody could give you an idea that you would have never thought of. Otherwise, had you not really taken the time to talk to them or ask them or survey them. So I think that that's important for sure.
1: Agreed.
0: And so now, just before we wrap things up, what would you say is important for people to know about, about you, about your services, about your company, about the, the public relations industry, just about about everything or anything that we might have like left out or anything that you're looking forward to um, doing or anything that you have coming up?
1: Um. Well, I think some things I want to say, I think I touched on this. I say this all the time because I tweet the same information that I literally talk about all the time, but when it comes to people, you know, wanting to build their brands or wanting to build their Instagrams and kind of wanting to step out of their comfort zone, I say, go for it. I don't know how many times I have to say this, but I started reaching out to brands like a year ago and I felt so stupid. I was like, oh my God, why Why am I reaching out to a company and I only have like 1300 followers, or why am I, or like 2000 followers? Like, why why do you even think they'll look at me? And you'll be very surprised at the people who can just evaluate you and see that they love your authenticity and they'll go ahead and work with you. So, I say if you have brands that you're interested in reaching out to and working with and partnering with, go for it. Or if you want to like learn to change your Instagram or or monetize the way you do things on social media, um not just Instagram, but Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest. There's so many different markets and ways to make money on these apps. Literally, we can chop it up. We can have a conversation and talk about that. My goal is to help. There are some people, you know, who want to charge for everything and, and make people, you know, go in their pop, like break their banks to get this information. But I don't because I really think it's simple. Some people just overthink Instagram and overthink social media in general to the point where they they scare themselves. So, you know, I'm just, I'm easygoing. I'm laid back and I love helping everybody.
0: Took the word right out of my mouth too, especially when it comes to just wanting to help people. Just wanting to make sure everybody is on. I mean, I I would really say that's a lot of the basis for this podcast. A lot of it for why I want my guests to be so diverse and experienced and well-rounded in different avenues just because you never know who's hearing this out there. You never know who you may attract as a result. um, Exactly. Yeah, so in a lot of times, and like you said, it doesn't always have to be monetarily. Like sometimes it's really just about wanting to get that information to people because a lot of times these same people charging for this information or wanting to break the bank, as you put it, we're the ones who received it free of charge or maybe through a connection or maybe didn't even have to put any money in it at all. So for them to kind of do that, yeah, is a bit selfish and and just one-sided. But for those people out there with just the authentic nature and that authentic spirit and really just want to to help people, I think Monet, you definitely, you definitely have that under wraps for sure. So for everybody out there listening, definitely be sure to reach out to her, whether it be to to utilize her services, get a consultation, or even just honestly, just go to her page, just see what she does. Her work really speaks for itself. I click, I watch her story every day, and it's if it's not a promotion, it's always new content coming or interesting article or a funny meme or something like that. So <laughs> it'll really, just, it'll really just get you going. It'll really just um, inform you. When you were actually, little do you know. Where the reason why I tuned into that Scott Storch and Manny Fresh uh, (laughs) IG battle last night. And I was sitting there watching it for a good hour and a half to two hours just because um, it, it was just interesting to me. I know that a lot of celebrities, I have missed a few. I know that people have been doing this, though, like these quarantine challenges and just being bored. But last night, I was genuinely entertained. So it's the power of social media. It's just the power of finding out information. And you and you teach me a lot, just about a lot of different things. You post a lot of just different news and articles, whether it be reposting Michaela or Miana. So definitely do appreciate you for all of that. Looking forward to what you have coming. Congratulations on all the accomplishments, even the ones that you haven't even received yet, but I know you got a lot coming. Uh, like I said, thank you for, uh, I'm glad we were finally able to connect, sit down, but thank you for just taking the time to um, join us on the podcast. Just give us your insight. Just give us your, your words of wisdom and to everybody out there listening, definitely do please take advantage of, of Monet. Just even if you just want to pick her brain, maybe not even necessarily user services or if you're yeah. interested in public relations. So she's definitely a great resource, a great person to have on your side. And she's funny. She goes viral. So check out the <laughs> Twitter. Too. So uh, Monet, like I said, thank you from the bottom of my heart, everybody out there. Thank Thank you guys for listening. I hope you all continue to have a great week, a a safe quarantine, and and let's get ourselves out of this, y'all. So thank you again for tuning into the Down to Business podcast with Tamar Turner.
1: No problem. Thanks for having me.